Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh my See? God. <laughs> That's in... a great, we've, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December and I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. Joined alongside Chris Best. And this is Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode 334. Tagline for you this week, you hypocritical punk. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First off, Rogue Energy. RogueEnergy.com is where you go for all things Rogue. Amazing place over there. They have some amazing drinks that are available for everyone. And we want you to know that while you are there, to use the promo code OLEPODS and get 10% off your entire purchase every single time. And our other sponsor we want to talk about is CollarAndElbowBrand.com. That's right, with CollarAndElbowBrand.com, founded by pro- former professional wrestler Al Snow, my good buddy. You can find yourself some really cool professional wrestling merchandise over there. Use the promo code JK Podcast and get yourself 10% off your order there. Chris, my friend, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing a lot better than I was last week. Uh, As you know, my computer decided it was going to take a crap on me 15 (laughs) minutes before the raw watch along. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, uh, that shit happens. Yeah. But we got uh, Ed Price. CM Suck is on the thumbnail, and we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to him tonight. We definitely do. I think we're going to save a little bit of the CM Sucks. talk for just a little bit later because we got some other really cool shit to talk about here first one of the biggest things coming out of monday night raw last night which thank you chris for taking the reins on doing the watch along for me as yes i was away Uh, i was at a funeral for a friend of mine so i appreciate that greatly one of the great things that came from that show though was the tag team championships specifically the women's tag team championship where we now have a new holder of Sonia Deville's championship in one returning Piper Niven you watched it you tell me how you felt about the way things happened okay so like just before the show I had read that in the pre-raw report from WWE, from other sources, they all said that there was going. They were going to pick the tag team partner. They said uh, Chelsea Green had also tweeted that she was going to do an audition. 
Adam Pierce uh, tweeted back, I did not approve this, this audition. Their tweets back and forth have been hilarious, by the way. And off of the rumors that... Uh, how's it going, Joe? Uh, off the rumors that I had heard about Nia Jax coming back, I was like, oh my god, I hope this isn't Nia. And when Piper showed up on that screen and beat the piss out of Casey Squared and then just took the belt off Chelsea, I was like, Yes, I want this. I don't necessarily agree with how they handled giving her the belt. I do think that there should have been some kind of an audition, maybe put her in a women's battle royal or something like that, where she just okay. dominates like Andre the Giant or something like that. Right. But but what better way for you to assert your dominance by taking out, you know, Casey Squared, especially considering that they are the ones that were really kind of going and, and like vying for those championships. And then for Piper Niven to come in and just beat the ever living crap yeah. out of both of them, I think asserts that dominance and really solidified as being worthy of holding that championship basser thank you so much for coming in i appreciate you man says i was pumped for piper she's the perfect yin to chelsea's yang yeah and that's and that's the other yeah. thing we've got now too is now we have the monster and i chelsea's been sort of an underdog heel lately so now we have mm -hmm. that monster underdog dynamic that we that we had with x Pac and kane for instance oh yeah 100 percent we got a fan of L.A. Knight in here right now. L.A. Knight fan. Yeah. 9452. Yeah. Good to see you. Thank you so much. How'd you come across us here tonight? Let us know. We appreciate you coming by. We just talk some professional wrestling and try to give you things that maybe other people aren't talking about. But there isn't a very much of that happening right now, unfortunately. But good. Good. Thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate you. Barry Monkey, thank you so much for you coming in as well, saying the metric system ruined wrestling. I preferred CM Punk when he was 0.39 inches, Punk, and Lita was one and three quarter pints. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Totally get it. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm extremely excited to see where they go with Piper Niven now. <laughs> me too. Me too. I definitely am. I've always been a fan of Piper Niven. Um, so happy that, you know, the Piper Niven name is back and that the Dewdrop name is gone because that was just in not gelling for me. She, she's in 2K23 as Dewdrop, and I so badly uh, want to go in and edit her name for that reason. Can you? I don't know. I haven't checked yet. <laughs> ah, see, that would be nice. That would be something real nice if it could be done. So we do know. That Sonia Deville is gone. She's out. She's injured. The women's tag so, team titles are yeah, now so I gotta, held. I got to bring up this question. When Sonia is due back, if Chelsea and Piper still have the titles, what does Sonia do? You see, that's a huge question right now because we don't know. We can speculate, definitely. And I, I think that we are going to have Chelsea... Um, side with Piper and say I'm doing better than ever with Piper than I ever yeah. did with you. And that turns which Sonya then, baby face. 
Right? Exactly. Exactly. That'll make that baby face turn for Sonya, which will allow for, um, you know, maybe a, a Sonya versus Piper Niven type of situation to go on for a couple of weeks, you know, back and forth. And then ultimately just ends up being Chelsea and Piper with Sonya then being able to move on and go on to other things, which I believe she's women's championship material. Oh yeah, I could see her challenging Rhea. I could see her even going over to SmackDown challenging Io Sky. So, yeah, definitely, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And I mean, we we really don't know how long Sonya is really going to be out for right now from her torn ACL injury. Um, I can tell you, as personally from having a torn ACL, I was down for six months. So. That's a long time. But she's time. a wrestler, so that's they heal a little bit differently than an average person. <laughs> right. Right. They definitely do. And, I mean, she has kind of, you know, gone onto the socials, gone on to X, and kind of given, you know, a little bit of updates and stuff regarding all of this. Yeah. But nothing's really come out as to how long she is going to actually be gone for. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting for sure. To see what happens there. We got some more good things that happened on Monday Night Raw. And something that that, uh, that a few people messaged me and asked me about. And I was able to actually find it. Nakamura said, what? Say what? So we're talking. <laughs> right? We're talking his promo that happened on Monday Night Raw, where he kind of gave a little bit of an explanation as to why he attacked Seth Rollins. Other than saying he wanted the world title, mm-hmm. Nakamura spoke in Japanese. And I have a, a what I believe to be a loosely translated version of what he said, where he says, I was fed up of various things, maybe even of myself. So I asserted myself because I want my true nature. Why? Why do you ask? Because the quickest way to prove yourself, I want more. I'm not satisfied. I can go higher. I can be who I want to be. So Nakamura essentially laying out challenge and saying, I'm here. Take it or leave it, but we're going to do this. And I'm going to prove to everyone and not just myself that I can be the top of the top. So I want to preface this promo by uh, explaining how it was shot because we, you and I have talked about how Raw seems to be doing a lot of old school interview types, uh, type things. And they did this with Michael Cole in the ring doing the interview and it very much felt like the old raw promos where Vince McMahon would stand in the ring and interview whoever the wrestler was for that week. Like whether it was Razor Ramon, Brad Hart, it very much felt like that. But I got to say that uh, it felt like Nakamura was kind of half shooting with this promo because he's been, I don't want to say he's been held down, but it's about time he's gotten another title shot since the debacle with AJ Styles a couple of years back. Right. And oh yeah, gotta, definitely. Yeah. And I've got to say, like, he's it, he it felt like he was speaking from the heart 
on what he felt like what was going on, you know? Okay. And okay. He's, he's, he's out there. He's laying his groundwork. He's telling you, I want this fight. I want this title shot. I need this title shot. And it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he pulled the win off on Seth. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me either. Um, it's, it's time we're due mm -hmm. for another top name star to be there. And if it's going to be Nakamura, I'm okay with that. Yes. Uh, Nakamura has proven himself time and time again throughout Japan, throughout North America. So I think uh, this is well earned. Yeah. Could you just excuse me one second? My bird's going way too insane here. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfectly okay. <laughs> so with Nakamura, he has done so much, so much. And he's starting to uh, slowly get up there in age, just as all of us are every single day. And there is going to be a time where Nakamura is going to have to, uh, you know, hang up the boots and, and, and call it a day. And this is something that I want to see for Nakamura before that happens. I really want to see him in world championship uh, contention and in world championship status yeah. before that day comes, because I'm, I'm feeling it's going to be soon. Yeah. He's been around. Oh, the first time I saw him was way back in TNA days when he was just a young boy at the time. Right. Doing his tour for America. That was almost 20 years ago that he did that. Right. That is a long time to be in the business. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I I mean, I would give anything just to have Nakamura with the world heavyweight title. <laughs> I love Seth Rollins as champion. Oh, me too. But I think it would be great to have somebody else in that spotlight. And what I loved because about it promo, seems oh, yeah, go what ahead. I loved about the promo yesterday was he didn't come out in his usual Nakamura gear. He came out in a suit. I did and see a little... Very, uh, the suit was very reminiscent of Seth Rollins uh, when he was doing the uh, Monday Night Messiah gimmick. Right. Right. I haven't seen the entire thing, but I am just seeing like a little picture here right now of him with the, you know, the black button-up shirts uh, open at the top and then the suit coat on. So, yeah, yeah, like looks fantastic and nice yeah. to, to see that happen. Nice to see because so when when I think of a world champion, they hold themselves to a higher standard, to a higher level. Yeah. Right. And and you, you take a look at like Cody Rhodes, who does that. He comes out looking real dapper in those suits. Right. And then you've got, you know. Seth Rollins, they may be a little bit more flamboyant, but he is still presenting himself professionally in a suit said, last and night not just the night. <laughs> right. Not just coming out there all, uh, you know, geared up. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. He's looking good. Right. Um, that's even when I was holding championships, I did the same thing. I made sure that I had the nice shirts that I, you know, would have a jacket or a tie or something to, to because you are that standard. Yeah, I kind of. And that's I kinda what Nakamura this, shows yeah. me here. 
I kind of did the same thing, but I kept within my gimmick. It was more black jeans and a, and a button up shirt at the time, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, a hundred percent. Like when I had Canadian ties that mm-hmm. I would wear. Right. Yeah. So to see Nakamura in this uh, type of clothing right there already puts it up a little bit higher for me going, he knows what needs to be done. He knows how to be that champion. He knows how to act like that champion and he's proving it right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for a professional champion, for a good champion, for a champion that respects the co-workers and respects the people being us, the fans. Somebody that I continue to lose a little bit of respect for, seemingly on a daily basis now, is one Mr. CM Punk. So now I'm going to go through a little bit of uh, some details regarding an argument that happened at the launch of Collision between Mm -hmm. Punk and Jack Perry. So there was an argument that took place uh, between the two of them. And I found what it was kind of around. So what allegedly happened was that... Jack Perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment. Punk believed that he did this so he didn't need to come to work the next week, which he sees as a big problem in the company. Per Punk's side of things, Perry was going against production, doctors, and Tony Schiavone advising him not to do it and telling him that smashing real glass was a safety hazard to which Jack Perry wasn't happy about. Right. Shortly after there were guidelines put in place and forwarded to talent of the things that required clearance. One of those things, including glass. So Punk had claimed that he was asked to step in and calmly said that they don't do that on Saturdays for collision. And if he doesn't like it, he could stay on Wednesdays. Word on the situation, um, you know, said um, made its way throughout the locker room and it was referred to as an argument. Punk claims that Jack Perry was throwing a temper tantrum over the spot not being cleared and people trying to prevent it. Now, while Jack Perry has not come out and uh, provided a statement on this issue as of yet, this is the word that we're getting. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? I sort of agree with Punk and Tony, especially Tony, because, well... Tony Schiavone was there when Goldberg sliced his arm with, with a glass window. <laughs> right. Um, but there are safer options other than using glass. They have sugar glass in film that you use. If you're going to break a bottle over somebody's head in an action scene. Yeah. Beautiful looking stuff. But, yeah. But as far as Jack Perry throwing a temper tantrum, I just don't see that. Cause me either. Me either. I know how chill Jack Perry is. I've seen him out of character. 
he's a very, very chill person. Mm-hmm. And I know you've seen him out of person because you were on the same boat as him at one point. Yep, I definitely <laughs> was. You see, this but, is where, you know, maybe a little bit of that um, that respect for punk kind of kind of dwindles a little bit for me again, mm-hmm. because we've only got punk side of the story right now. I would really love to hear what Jack Perry has to say on this situation before I really come up with with a full determination of my feelings on all of this. Mm-hmm. But the way that I'm seeing things right now is that punk is just trying to out people and make claims that they're throwing temper tantrums. Yeah. And as I said, I just don't see that from uh from jungle boy. He's always been, every time I've seen him doing an out of character interview, he's always been so chill. He's always been relaxed, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if he gets if he gets turned down with a with for an idea, I know for a fact he's because he said this before in other interviews, he finds other ways to to do the angle that he wants to do. Right. And that's that's Which, always how it's been backstage for every wrestling promotion. If we get turned down for something, we find another way to do that angle. Yep. Yep, hundred percent. That is exactly how I would have done things as well, and I'm sure that Jack Perry just the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's still young in the business, but I don't think he's stupid to the business either. No, because if you look at it this way, Jack Perry basically grew up in show business his whole entire life. Everybody knows his dad is Luke Perry. Wrestling yeah. and the show bit and show business are kind of in the same vein to a certain extent. So he knows he from watching how Luke Perry handled everything as a child he knows how to navigate his way through a locker room at the same time. Yeah. Let's continue with CM Punk here for just a few minutes. So a situation like this that happened with Jack Perry leads us to our next discussion, which is making an awkward position backstage. Mm -hmm. Now, it's being said that AEW wrestlers are in an awkward position when it comes to speaking out against CM Punk as Tony Khan is personally a big fan of CM Punk. When Punk returned to the AEW for the debut of Collision, Tony Khan stood up backstage in gorilla position with his headset on and started pumping his fist while chanting CM Punk's name. That has been confirmed that that actually happened. Yeah. So this leads me to the question. Is CM Punk too big for AEW? Yes and no. No, because he's extremely, extremely, extremely toxic, in my opinion. And yes, because he carries the name CM Punk. But at the same time, with Tony Khan, he's got to learn where the fan ends and the business person begins. Mm -hmm. He's got to know, like, okay, this guy's being a bit toxic for me. Maybe we should let him go, you know? 
Right. And I know that Punk is drawing the money for a for AEW. He's I think viewership is still doing fairly well over on Collision. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Collision has been slowly having some bad days, and then especially when SummerSlam came, Collision tanked. Now it did rise just a little bit after SummerSlam. But it's nowhere near where personally I think it should be. Yeah. Which is an issue. Which again turns me all the way back around to is this a CM Punk issue where people are not watching the show because of all the shit and shenanigans that have gone on with CM Punk. Who Okay, so we were talking about him and Jack Perry. So you know a few other names. They yeah, they have uh, been having some issues with punk right now. Yeah, Christopher Daniels was one of them. Uh, Jack Perry. Um, there was another one too. Oh, uh, Hangman Page is the the big one. <laughs> um, Brian. Brian Daniels. Ryan Nemeth. Uh, Ryan Nemeth. Um, oh, geez, there's there's a pile of them that are just they're done with him basically. Right. So what is this doing for? your business and for the company and for that show, considering social media is so readily available to everyone today that we are seeing people put their gripes out onto the socials, especially out onto X people have really been speaking out and especially the AEW stars have been speaking out as well when it comes to CM Punk. So now, is it time for CM Punk to just go? It was time when he had that whole issue with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It was time to say goodbye then. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, uh, to be honest. I, we, you and I have been in these types of locker rooms before, and it just creates a very toxic environment to the point where people just, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's so true. We, we've been in it that with so uh, he who shall not be named. Right. <laughs> right. And even the latest promotion that was here, that was being run and having referees win ladder yeah. matches for yeah i was i was there company. every day for that one i was there every day for that one which created a very toxic environment when it came yep. to the boys backstage yeah 100 it did and it was toxic so, against the referee i'll tell you i can tell you that right now yes yes it definitely was which sucks because he he's not a bad guy no he isn't but it that power went that power went to mm-hmm. his head. Like he thought he actually had that power. Yeah. You know who has no power right now? The bloodline. It seems as though they really have no power right now when it comes to doing shows in Canada. So we all know that the bloodline is essentially kind of falling apart somewhat. 
at the seams. So Jay Uso quit the company, mm-hmm. air quotations there, after being involved in a confrontation with Jimmy. Now, in regards to the storyline's future when it comes to the bloodline, we're going to have to wait just a little bit longer to find out what happens as it's being told right now that word backstage at SmackDown was that neither the Usos nor Solo will be at next week's tapings in Toronto. So unless there was something that was done pre-taped, we shouldn't expect any further continuation of the storyline in regards to the bloodline as of next week. And as it stands, Roman Reigns was never even slated to be in Toronto for SmackDown. Bullshit, I think, is total bulk. He's your champion. Yeah. Are you not going to have him on your show? Okay. So now, are you okay with this storyline kind of slowing down a little bit and us maybe hopefully not getting a 45 minute segment on a two hour show of just the bloodline? Uh, there's a, I have a yes and no on this one as well. I mean, yes, I'm okay with it because this coming SmackDown, this, this is the one that they're missing. The, the one that's coming this Friday yeah. um, is going to be centered around edge and we'll get to him a little bit later on. Um, but at the same time, no, because last Friday that J, that Jay Uso quitting, that was a pretty hot angle that happened there. And you kind of want to strike when the iron's hot, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I need to see more. I need to see like, uh, why did Jimmy walk away? Why did Jimmy kick Roman afterwards as well? Why did Jay kick Jimmy? Well, we're not going to hear that answer because Jay is gone. Right. <laughs> Um, we need some kind of resolution, maybe where Jimmy tries to convince Jay to come back or Jay finds a way to come back or something like that. Yeah. But I really think that this is all now going to build to Jimmy getting a title shot at Roman. Right. Which we kind of been hearing a little bit of rumblings on that, even as, uh, you know, Basser is letting us know here. Says the bloodline needs to fall apart fast because people stop or before people stop caring. And he also heard that Rikishi is coming back and that 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 should take, you know, about three weeks to build. The whole Rikishi thing is essentially him going to be a special guest referee in a matchup that is supposed to be Jimmy and Roman. That's what I'm hearing as of right now. Bobby, 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 Bobby Munson coming in saying good evening to the gold standard and the best man for the job and Twitch trivia champion, Chris best. And Bassers even getting in on it too. Bobby. Yeah, so I wanted to say, uh, preface this. The other thing, the other thing too, is that uh, yeah. uh, they don't. Uh, people still don't know how long Jay is going to be off the TV or qu- or qu- quit from the WWE. But the rumor is it's going to be till WrestleMania, where they build for Jimmy and Jay, oh, and that's really, really friggin' long. 
for a build like that. That is super long. What the hell, man? That's the rumor I've heard. So <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I was going to say it'd, be, it'd make more sense if maybe they did it at the Rumble. Right. I I, I could wait that long. Um, I, I would even be okay with it happening November with Survivor Series. Yeah. I would be happy with that as well. We could build towards the two brothers feuding, you know, a la Hart-esque. And, um, you know, have a great matchup at the Survivor Series. Now we know that Survivor Series hopefully is going to be going kind of back to its roots underneath the leadership of Triple H, where we should be getting confirmed too. So for for uh, Survivor Series. (laughs) Okay, okay. Jay has a tryout with the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, good for him. Were they not the Vancouver Grizzlies or something like that before? Oh, yeah. Many moons ago they were. (laughs) Yeah. So I would even I would even be okay with Survivor Series because we're going to have, you know, hopefully classic Survivor Series, you know, like the five on five or four on four, whatever type of situation happened. But we need those other matches in there. We need those other filler matches. And that would be perfect for it. Agreed, agreed. And you can still build to WrestleMania. You can do a a three-match build. You can do one at Survivor Series, do one at the Rumble, do one at Mania. You could. And then that gives us that little bit of time to fully build everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to have that uh, little bit of you know, the one time that, that it happens at the Survivor Series. Yeah. And then, oh, wait. No, no, no. We need another match at the Royal Rumble. Oh, shit. We're one to one now. Let's finish this at WrestleMania. S- similar to how Cody and Brock did it, except maybe have right? that third match be a stipulation match, put it in a cage or something like that. I think it would be fantastic. But we need to make sure that this shit gets done that correctly (laughs) and yeah and correctly as opposed to just leaving it and then trying to fill a void at wrestlemania and trying to get us invested into the program again which is not going to happen so like at the shows in between like the december does not have a pay-per-view anymore but maybe at elimination chamber we have jimmy or jay uso in another match and jimmy or jay interfere in that match costing them whatever it is you know right i love the elimination chamber oh me too oh that that original elimination chamber the round one not the square one yeah 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 you Uh talked about it a little bit before Smackdown is going to be going to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. About nine hours away from where we are. Yeah. No, I didn't get tickets. 14 hours if if you take a detour like Carl and I had to on our way to SummerSlam. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. But you talked about Edge. 
Oh, yes. Hometown. Orangeville, Ontario, but still within the Toronto suburbs. Yes. He's going to be having a matchup against Sheamus in Toronto, which, well, at least one person has said is going to be his final match. Take it away, Chris. I want to hear from you. Let us know who said this. And do you believe that it is true? Okay, so it was his trainer, Ron Hutchison. Ron Hutchison has been friends with Edge for 30-odd years, ever since Edge walked into his class, basically. Um, He went on Twitter and said that this is going to be Edge's last match. We did not hear this from Edge himself, so I'm taking this with a grain of salt, as you really should with any wrestling retirement, really. And WWE is not really promoting this as Edge's retirement either. They're just promoting this as 25 years of Edge, which technically really isn't 25 years because he was gone for a decade. Right. But I I just, I'm I'm always on that side of never say never with uh, wrestlers retiring. I know Edge is pushing 50. I know he should probably think about hanging it up soon. But I also think he's probably got another three or four years in him. I think so as well. I think we could see more from Edge. Maybe not in a full-time capacity, but in like the part-time capacity that we have been getting is beautiful right now and and still keeping Edge's name relevant, especially with the 25 years of Edge. Um, One quick little thing that that, that, uh, people might not know about, but Edge promoted it. There's a collaboration between the WWE Edge and the Toronto Maple Leafs where mm-hmm. you will be able to purchase a special edition t-shirt at the event only right now. I'm sure coming to shop.wwe.com soon. Probably. <laughs> Just speculating on that. Yeah. Everything usually does anyways. So very cool for Edge. Very cool for that, especially for that collaboration. We know that he is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. We know that he, you know, has had custom championships made and and all of these different things, you know, kind of revolving around Edge and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So good for him. Um, Edge did say at one point, though, that he was going to retire at the end of the summer. Yeah, he said that last summer in 2022 when in when Toronto was on the market for ha- for getting SummerSlam. Toronto yeah. didn't end up getting SummerSlam though. Right? Exactly. So but could this could this now just be maybe, you know, oops, um it was it was a year later. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh JJ says I'm okay with this being his last match. He has done it all and could all and could do in my opinion so much more for them outside of the ring yeah 100 percent. yeah and i want to say this too i was talking with a few people on on my facebook about uh people who can teach promo classes and jake the snake's name came up in that discussion i'm gonna throw edge's name in there too because he knows how to do he can cut promos that make you feel like you want to see him either get his ass kicked or kick somebody as somebody's ass so 
Edge is able to do that serious promo. Yeah. But he's also able to do that comedic promo as well. So I think, yeah, if he were to work, you know, with Shawn Michaels, work with the NXT talents. I he's think also able to do that gothic character style promo. So if he could sit down with, say, somebody like Bray Wyatt and hash out a promo with him, that would be fantastic for Bray, right. at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be be great. You, you know, you and JJ are on the same wavelength here, which is which is absolutely fantastic. I think it would be great for Edge to be able to train, you know, with NXT's stars and, and give yeah. them those promo skills. Um, they had Dusty for, for a while before Dusty passed away, who was doing fantastic in creating these superstars that could talk on the microphone. Look who Edge we have being there. Doing that. <laughs> right? You've got Roman Reigns, who took a little while, but kind of came into it. You've yeah, got he's Seth Rollins. <laughs> right? Yeah, you I mean, got that Seth Rollins. He, he, he came far from that suffering Succotash <laughs> promo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm excited for whatever happens with Edge, to be honest with you. Um, he has done so much in the business and has been an inspiration to so many people as well that I think if this does end up being the last match for him and he's quietly done, awesome. Much respect for that. I would like to see him continue on just a little bit, though. JJ saying, plus Edge writing a storyline would be phenomenal. Now there's Add something. into his mindset on mm -hmm. promotion with cities and the WWE it would be wise to use his abilities outside of the ring. And yeah, that really comes back again to, uh, you know, the promotion that he's got even right now for this show happening in Toronto with the Maple Leafs and the WWE coming together. Yeah. I was going to say, now there's something uh, that we never really see wrestlers do. We never really see wrestlers join the writing room and work with creative to help develop other wrestlers. True. True. You see them go train. You'll see them do producing and stuff like that. But to join the writing team? That'd be something different. Edge writing? Yeah. That would be gold. Edge would be teaching these people who are doing the writing yeah. how to do the proper writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, dude. Damn. Adam, we love you. Thank you so much. If this is it, we appreciate you and we're happy. We are going to get our man. way into our. Uh, wait, hold on. We'll get to JJ's comment here first. He has been a part of some of the most jaw dropping moments in the past 20 years. Yeah, he definitely has been. Um, I was on hand for one of them, his TLC match with John Cena, which capped off a fantastic feud they had. Crowd booed the hell out of Cena that <laughs> night, though. <laughs> booed him out of the building when he won. But still. He's, he's been in there with, with everybody, with the greatest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His Hall of Fame induction that he got after he retired was well-deserved. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, well deserved. As we make our way to the closing of the show here, 
We do want to make sure that we're talking about a few other people. We want to thank our friends over at Invasion Comics and Collectibles. Go and check out InvasionCNC.ca where you can find yourself comic books, collectibles, games, Funko Pops, all comic-related merchandise available there. Amazing group of people over there. A secure shopping checkout available for you as well. So there's no worries about that. And you will get that shipped to wherever you are from our friends at invasioncnc.ca. And if you are looking for some Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, whether it is programs like Turnbuckle Talk, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, Beats and Beatdowns, Paramindful, or even just some Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, it's available there for you. And we don't want to forget our Monday night show either, where you can get yourself an OMD's Locker Room Visit t-shirt. You can find all that at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. As you can all see from the graphic here, you hypocritical punk. We're going to talk just a little bit more about CM Punk to close out the show here and how hypocritical we think this bastard is right now. The graphic that you saw showed, for those who are listening to this on audio only, thank you. We're going to explain the graphic to you. So it showed Will Ospreay holding the IWGP British Championship. What did he call it now? European Championship, British Championship. I can't remember exactly what he called it. So essentially what he did is he took the United States Championship and made it British, is what he did. So, CM Punk had some words when it came to seeing that. When doesn't he not have words? (laughs) Right? (laughs) He posted this on his socials, tagged Will Ospreay in it, and he says, Bruv, very disrespectful to just change the belt like this. You cannot do things like this. This isn't a real belt. Now I hope Enoki fires you. Really? So it's the United Kingdom Championship is what it is called. What's in the actual F, punk? You're talking about Will Ospreay beautifying a United States championship and making it into a United Kingdom championship. It's not like he went and spray painted a big black X over top of a championship and is calling that his. You hypocritical bastard. Yeah, I don't see him calling out Hulk Hogan when he did it. I don't see him calling out Kevin Nash when he did it. I don't see him calling out Lance Storm when he took the U.S. title and made it the Canadian championship. So, uh, what the hell, punk? (laughs) There's been a number of guys who have defaced championships before him. Oh, and I forgot, too. I think it was uh, Eli Skipper who uh, took the cruiserweight title and made it like the Canadian Hardcore Championship or something like that. Right. When he was with uh, Lance Storm as well. (laughs) Yep. 
or um, but no, I, or Edge, Edge for that matter, when he took the WWE title, put the rated R spinner on it, right? Right. It's just Will Osprey customizing the belt for to suit his character. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How does Punk make money when everything he says and does makes no sense? Is asking Chris Parrish. I don't know. I really don't know. I wish I did know. I don't know how that guy is making money, drawing money, anything having to do with money when everything that he seems to say. He has turned into that old man standing on the lawn, watching the kids go by going, get off my lawn, you whippersnappers. Yep. That's exactly what it what it seems like right now. He has fastly turned into what Jim Cornette is these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody mark that. We're looking forty eight minutes and beyond. We're gonna we're gonna get that done. JJ saying Lance Storm is not a name I want to hear. Boo that man. Any chance you get? Uh, come Rosa on, says, JJ. <laughs> Yeah, I love Lance Storm. Lance Storm has got so much charisma, man. <laughs> JJ saying we are all waiting for old punk, and we need to realize that dude ain't never coming back. Well, I think if 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 you really want to get technical with things right now, we have old punk right now. Um, maybe not classic CM Punk, but we've got an old crusty grumpy man named cm punk right now who needs to wither away into oblivion and just simply be remembered for these small accomplishments that he has done in the world of professional wrestling everybody's gonna remember the pipe bomb of course mm -hmm. but what more at this point People are going to remember the bitchy attitude of CM Punk, and that's it. I actually remember the first time I realized that CM Punk has a very bitchy attitude, and that was when he was doing an interview with Michael Landsberg on Off the Record. Right? That was a great show, by the way. Yeah. <sighs> maybe Parrish? Punk yeah, maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe this whole straight edge thing that he's been living. Great. Maybe he needs to have a drink. Maybe he needs to have a toke. I don't know. But this guy needs something to chill his ass out. <laughs> Parrish is saying it. Uh, Landsberg is a tool. To a certain extent, <laughs> yeah, Landsberg does. Yeah. Landsberg does uh, dig a little too deep on things where it makes people uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. And yeah, JJ, no, I, I love you, man. And it, it wasn't me trying to be any, uh, you know, you know, classic punk. Yeah. We're never going to get classic punk back. Because right now we have old punk is what it seems. We have old man punk. He hasn't lived straight edge since 04. Screw this fake persona on that end. And and I I agree. Like if you're not straight edge anymore, okay, cool. Yeah. You want to go back to being straight edge? 
Okay, cool. Awesome. Go ahead and do that. But don't be fake about your shit right now. Don't be fake about it. Because people are seeing right through it. Maybe he needs to get laid. I don't know. Maybe AJ <laughs> is off doing so much with women of wrestling that, you know, like maybe she's not available for him and around. I don't know what's going on. But this is not who we know as CM Punk. No, that it really isn't. This isn't the punk where he used to stand up for the little guy. This is punk standing up for punk. Right? <laughs> it just shows a Colt Cabana wasn't always the best second city saint to CM Punk. And I, you know what, JJ, I think you're right. CM Punk just needs to be told no. Yeah. And then maybe it'll be CM Punk throwing yet another temper tantrum. Like he says Jack Perry did. Hmm? Maybe he's going to throw another temper tantrum. Take his ball and go home. I really thought his no. time in the UFC would have humbled him. The times he got his ass kicked. But it didn't. Yeah, this non-sponsored Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, sponsor Turnbuckle Studios. This non-sponsored Dr. Pepper is really hitting the spot right now because of how insane I am going talking about this. I don't even know why I get so worked up about this. You know what? Like, I don't know the guy. I don't want to know the guy. I don't give a shit about what he does. I don't care that if he is in the business, if he isn't in the business, if he's on my TV screen, if he's not on my TV screen, if he's on podcast or if he's not on podcast, I don't give a shit. I don't know why I'm getting so worked up about this. How about no, you crazy punk bastard, right? I totally read that as Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man. I'm just happy that CM Punk is giving us things to talk about on this wonderful show known as Turnbuckle Talk. JJ saying he didn't stick around long enough. Uh, best his UFC moment, I think he was told what's up in the locker room. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would probably agree with that 100%. I get it. We are closing in on that one hour mark. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say, say right now, I'm watching NXT and I've got uh, Mustafa Ali promoting Dominic as Condom again. Maybe he didn't get the memo? I guess not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't throw a punch to save his life. Oh, no, he couldn't. No, he tried. I, I will give him credit for that. He attempted. He went out there and he did the best that he possibly could within the world of UFC. And, and although he him, tanked. They gave him tried. a fighter that could easily be beaten by any other fighter, but. <laughs> Except CM Punk. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> French fried potatoes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I think. I think this is going to be about it for us here tonight. 
yeah. with Turnbuckle Talk. Chris, it has been absolutely amazing to have you here as the co-host once again with me. He was <laughs> Mickey Gollin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Chris, you got anything else that you wanna you wanna talk about before we go? Or, or? no, I, I'm feeling very zen right now that we just let all our fucking stuff on CM Punk come out. <laughs> right. Me too. Me too. And I guarantee you, next week there's probably gonna be more news on him. <laughs> probably. And will we cover it here? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, where can the people find you? All right, so you can find me on my socials at uh, CB, uh, Chris Damage 83 CBRS Entertainment is the channel name there. Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net at CBestFilms83, or you can follow me on Facebook at Chris.Best83. That's absolutely fantastic. I love that. You've got all the socials. You've got everything going for you. You've got where people can follow you. And all the content available right there. Before yeah, we do still, get still working on my game content, I wasn't able to get a, a capture card this month. It's happening okay. next month for sure, though. Perfect. No, that definitely Where works. Is my only pants. That's on the dark web. Yeah. Dark web. I want to say thank you to my friends over at realwrestling.net. News and views by real fans. Turnbuckle Talk is international as we are partnered with realwrestling.net out of the UK. Very happy for this partnership. They have been absolutely amazing. Nathan, I want to say thank you, especially to you for continuing to keep this partnership going and being the middleman when it comes to getting the product from here over to you guys. Nathan, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Easy way for everyone to follow me and all of the socials that I have. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. For Chris Best and for myself, Carl Carafel. And for Chris Parrish with the final comment, it's gaming content, best controller in the world, baby. Got my controller right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you and we thank you for being here with us. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>